With what we just saw this weekend, the Big Ten just took over college football. You are locked on Big Ten, your daily podcast on the Big Ten Conference, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, thanks for tuning in to Locked On Big Ten, everything you need to know about the conference every day of the week. Coming up on today's show, we're going to take a look at the biggest game from over the weekend, Ohio State getting a scare from Northwestern. I'll let you know why there's really nothing to worry about if you're a Buckeyes fan. But first, we're going to start off with a look around everything that happened around the country in football and how it lets the Big Ten take control of its own fate for the college football playoff. We're going to get to that in just a minute. I'm Nate Dickinson, your host of Locked On Big Ten. Today's show is brought to you in part by LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. That's linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Let's dive right into what happened over the weekend because it was a busy, busy Saturday in college football. We had upsets. We had teams going down in games that we knew someone was going to have to go down in. It was a huge Saturday, but maybe most importantly, a huge Saturday for the Big Ten's chances in the college football playoff. Let's start with the biggest of the games. Clemson losing to Notre Dame in a Big, big way too. Clemson falling all the way down, at least in the latest AP polls, to number 12, which is a huge, huge drop for them. Given that they were above Michigan in the first college football playoff polls, this loss to Notre Dame in the way in which Clemson lost it, I think kind of confirms what I had been saying all last week and what a lot of people who had been against Clemson had been saying. Clemson had not really looked all that impressive in all of its wins, and losing in the way that it did, I think, really just kind of makes that argument really sound that the Tigers may never have been all that good. This kind of a drop all the way down to number 12 after that game is a little bit of an indicator of that. But what it really means, along with everything else that happened in the college football weekend, Tennessee losing to Georgia, uh, Alabama losing to LSU, All of that really just sets up for the Big Ten to get that second team into the college football playoff. Let's take a look just at the picture as it stands right now. Last week we were talking about, okay, what has to happen to get Ohio State and Michigan in here? And you could go down the laundry list. Okay, this team needs to lose at some point. This team needs to lose. These teams need to look worse. And, of course, Michigan and Ohio State need to win out aside from when they play each other. About half of that stuff just happened on Saturday. Let's just take a look at what we have at the college football playoff scenario as things currently stand. Let's say that the four teams that are in, if you're trying to get those two Big Ten teams in, and as of right now, they would be in, you're going to have Georgia, Big Ten teams, Ohio State, and Michigan, and then TCU, the other undefeated team out of the Big 12, rounding out that top four. 
who could dethrone either Michigan or Ohio State to take that fourth spot if it came down to it at the end. I'm not talking about who has the resume right now even. I'm talking about who could get there at the end of the season. If, again, it is just a one-loss Michigan or Ohio State with just that loss to the other team that they have to go up against. Whose resume would end up beating them is the question here. And I'm trying to find someone, and it's kind of hard. You have right off the bat, one loss, Tennessee. That team just lost. That team is not going to be in the SEC title game if it ends up continuing the way things have played out so far. Even if it does get to the SEC title game, it would be because it got past Georgia and then Tennessee takes Georgia's spot. But Tennessee, as a one-loss team that would just be sitting there, has a similar argument to what a Michigan and Ohio State would have. We'll get more on them in a second, but let's just continue to go down the list. Number six, Oregon, is a Pac-12 one-loss team. They could be a one-loss Pac-12 champion. That same goes to for number eight, USC, and number nine, UCLA. The number seven team out here, Alabama, or no, I'm sorry, LSU, they have two losses because they beat Alabama, now the number 10 team, which also has two losses. Both of those teams, I would presume, are out of this picture as long as you're dealing with a one-loss Michigan or Ohio State. So LSU and Bama, they're both out. After that, you have number 10, Bama, we mentioned 11, Ole Miss. They lost already to LSU, so would not be in the SEC title game, but is a one-loss team. If they were to get into that point, they would just take one of the SEC spots there. And the only other options are an ACC champion, Clemson or North Carolina, at one loss. So to clean that up a bit, when you're looking at the schools that could, at some point, even pass up Ohio State or Michigan, if they keep doing what they're supposed to do, the only real options you have in my mind are, as far as what resume could possibly stack up to that, because you're looking at here um, an undefeated Big Ten champion, let's say, and then what would be the worst possible resume for a second team, a one-loss team that lost to Ohio State or Michigan and didn't play in the Big Ten title game. So that's the resume that you have to try and beat if you're trying to knock off, let's say, a Michigan who would be the weaker of those two resumes if you're trying to find the weakest of the weak. So let's say that's what you're trying to get past. A Michigan team that lost only to Ohio State, kept it pretty close, but isn't playing in a Big Ten title game. Which of these resumes beat them? Does a one-loss Clemson or North Carolina with an ACC championship get past that Michigan team? I'd argue no. Because of the way that Clemson lost and because North Carolina really hasn't seemed all that it, they've been kind of like in Illinois to make a comparison playing really well but not really taken all that seriously neither of those teams gets in over Michigan I don't think in this scenario the other viable option is a one-loss Pac-12 champion you have Oregon there at six USC at eight UCLA at nine if one of those teams runs the table and gets to the Pac-12 title with just one loss would that get in over Michigan me personally, I'm putting the Wolverines in over them. There's previous years where I would say, okay, conference championships, that means a lot more. This is not one of those years. It is not the same as it was even a couple of years ago to win an ACC or a Pac-12 championship, at least in my head. I don't know if the committee thinks the same way, but at least this season, with what we've seen so far, 
I'm confident in putting in a Michigan team that's not even in a championship game over either of those what would be one-loss champions. Where it gets really interesting is if you have one-loss Michigan that didn't play in the Big Ten title against a one-loss Tennessee that isn't going to play in the SEC title game. Because if Tennessee's only losses to Georgia and Michigan's only losses to Ohio State, then you have a very, very interesting kind of competition trying to figure out who exactly gets that last spot. Because there's where the argument can be had. If you're going with the things that you're going with Michigan for previously, Tennessee's got Michigan beat, maybe. Because they've got the win over Alabama. Their win is better, I would say, than any win Michigan would have if it doesn't beat Ohio State. And that is where things get really sticky. So are we there yet? Maybe not quite. I think we could be. I think what happens on Tuesday could give us a little bit more of an idea of where we're at exactly. But as things stand right now, we're a whole lot closer to having two Big Ten teams in the college football playoff be a reality than we were just a few days ago. Last week when we were talking about it, it was still a bit of a pipe dream. But now Clemson has lost. Alabama has lost again. Tennessee lost. So we're getting a little bit of an idea of who's going to really, really be there at the end. And the list just got chopped down by a couple of big contenders. Uh, I mean, you knock out Clemson and Alabama from the race here. You've taken out a couple of big heads. And Michigan, I think, realizes it and realizes the chance that it may have here going forward. Coming up in just a minute, we're going to take another look at everything that we saw over the weekend in Ohio State and Northwestern's matchup. Only 21 points for the Buckeyes in that one, but it was not quite as bad as the final score indicated. Nothing to worry about if you're a Buckeyes fan, at least if you ask me. We're going to get to that in just a minute here on Locked On Big Ten. But first, today's episode is brought to you in part by LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has everything that you need to make sure that you're finding the right candidate for your open position fast. Go on over to LinkedInJobs.com to see what I'm talking about. You can get your job out there to more people than anywhere else and find the best candidate for the position that you have in just a matter of days. So head on over to LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnCollege. It's LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnCollege to post your job for free. That's right. You can do it for free over at LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnCollege. Get to more than 40 million job seekers right now by heading on over to the site and posting your job for free. Nate Dickinson back with you here on Locked On Big Ten. I want to talk a little bit about Ohio State and Northwestern because I really don't think I'm going to be saying anything that's all that obvious if you were watching this game. But if you weren't watching this game, it can be easy to be misguided by what you see in the final score here. Because in the box score, you're maybe seeing C.J. Stroud had not his best game out there. Threw for under 50%, didn't have a single touchdown through the air. You might be saying that, okay, maybe Ohio State's defense faltered a little bit, only gave up seven points, but Northwestern's Evan Hole seemed to have a pretty good handle on things being able to run the ball. I just want to reassure that if you're not someone who was watching that game entirely, and really mainly thinking about the college football playoff again as well, too. Because as this was going on, I could already start to see it happening in my head. 
the people who in a, a month from now or whatever it's ending up going to be, just looking at that score and saying, oh, the big argument's been that Ohio State's dominated everyone that they've played. How do you only beat Northwestern by two touchdowns and say that? Because that's been part of it as far as why Ohio State is in that next level this season is that we've seen everybody else kind of get some trouble. Uh, Clemson, before they lost, had been put up against a couple of good fights so far. Alabama had looked not invincible pretty much the entire season in a way that they had in previous years. Ohio State had been that untouchable team for a good part of the season. The offense unstoppable. The defense looking like it was up to par with what the offense needed it to be to win a championship. And when you looked at this game at the end of it, 21-7, with C.J. Stroud only completing, I think it was 10 passes, that's not great. But I promise you, I promise you, that it was a perfectly fine game from Ohio State. First off, the entire first half, I think you can just wipe off the board because of the terrible weather that you had over there at Evanston. I mean, really, a lot of this, pretty much all of this, you can attribute to a lot of that, and at least definitely why Ohio State wasn't able to pass the ball. But the weather was terrible. So if you weren't actually watching the game, you need to understand Ohio State's offense was being stopped much more by the conditions than anything that Northwestern was doing out there. Aside from that, even when Ohio State was able to get a grip on things, they were fine. Buckeyes scored touchdowns on three of their last five drives that matters. They had one turnover on downs at the end of the game once things were pretty much already out of reach. But once things got going and they found their footing, Ohio State was fine. Mayan Williams was able to work through that fact that C.J. Stroud wasn't able to do anything and ran for what ended up being a total of 111 yards on 26 carries. Uh, C.J. Stroud even worked things with his feet, six carries for 79 yards. Maybe, yes, you need to figure out why exactly Evan Hull was able to get to 130 whatever yards that he ended up getting to. That might be a problem for the Ohio State defense, but I'm not too worried at all about anything that Ohio State did on Saturday. This team's still the best of the best. And I think that's maybe the two biggest takeaways. One being that if you're someone watching this game from a national perspective, you need to understand that this is not a game that you point to to say, oh, Ohio State has a weakness. Because the weakness was just that the weather was bad. And maybe Ohio State didn't play its best game, and you give credit to Northwestern because Northwestern played a pretty good game out there and took advantage of the chances that it had in the first half to keep things close. Uh, Wildcats maybe could have done a little bit more on offense and had a lead made things more interesting in the second half. But with what they did, they were at least able to keep the Buckeyes right there with them for the first half and then into the second. But Ohio State's fine. There's nothing that you saw on Saturday that made you question anything that you believed about this team before. C.J. Stroud is still one of the best quarterbacks in all of college football. Uh, Travion Henderson and Mayan Williams, who was the guy out there on Saturday, two of the best running backs you're going to see out there. Uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba wasn't out there on Saturday, but the guys that they have out there uh, with Harrison and Ibuka and everybody else, they're some of the best that you're going to see in football. The offensive line is still one of the best that you're going to see in college football. And there was nothing that you saw over the weekend that made you change that perspective in any way. That's the biggest key. 
is that if you want to say, hey, Northwestern played Ohio State close for a while, that's fine. But if you're trying to tell me that this is a reason to not believe in Ohio State as a contender, then all you're really telling me is that you were not watching that game closely enough. Because there was a whole lot of the reasons why Ohio State did not score a lot of points in that game. Ohio State's offense not being good enough was not one of them, if you ask me. Coming up, we're going to wrap things up here on Locked On at Big Ten with the rest of the news from over the weekend in the conference. Basketball starting up here today and recruiting news to get to here in just a minute. But first, Bet Online is the place to go for any of your sports gambling needs. All the latest lines, odds, and anything else that you could need over at Bet Online. So what are you waiting for? Head on over right now and sign up for an account at Bet Online. You can... Get there right now and make your account for free to get going and see exactly all the stuff that we talk about here on the show. If there's a line that we read here on the show, it comes from Bet Online. So head on over to Bet Online now, where the game starts. Wrapping things up, taking a look at the rest of Big Ten news before we go here for the day. A look at NCAA tournaments that are starting up for fall sports. First off, five Big Ten schools make the NCAA Women's Soccer Tournament. The five are Michigan State, Northwestern, Ohio State, Penn State, and Rutgers. All five of those teams received top six seeds, so they will be hosting first-round matchups later on in the week. Elsewhere, Big Ten football awards for the week. Caleb Johnson, running back for Iowa, wins Offensive Player of the Week. He ran for 200 yards on 22 carries for the Hawkeyes. Cal Halliday of Michigan State is the Defensive Player of the Week. He had three and a half tackles for loss at Illinois for Michigan State. And Minnesota kicker Matthew Trickett is the Special Teams Player of the Week. Had a pair of career long field goals, first 47 and then 49 yards against Nebraska. In other news, five Big Ten teams are in the NCAA Field Hockey Tournament. They are Iowa, Maryland, Michigan, Northwestern, and Penn State. And with the Field Hockey and Women's Soccer NCAA Tournaments starting up, that means that the Big Ten Tournaments have concluded. The Penn State Nittany Lions won the Women's Soccer Big Ten Tournament over the weekend, and the Field Hockey Tournament goes to Michigan and the Wolverines. The newest AP polls are out for football. Ohio State is 2, Michigan 3, Penn State 14, and Illinois drops down to 21 with its loss. And finally, 13 of 14 Big Ten men's basketball teams start their official seasons here today. Also, eight women's teams as well, kicking off things or tipping off things on the hardwood too. We'll, of course, recap the highlights of what you need to know from the Monday matchups here on Tuesday's show. As far as recruiting goes, a couple of names to tell you about from over the weekend. First off, over on Saturday, a 2023 quarterback, Cole LaClure, commits to Wisconsin. Broomfield, Colorado native, is a new member of the 2023 class for the Badgers. Unranked defensive lineman Cade Piper from Norfolk, Nebraska, has committed to Iowa and the Hawkeyes. Iowa also got a commitment from Kamari Moulton, a three-star running back from Fort Lauderdale. And 2024 offensive tackle Kenny Jones, unranked, commits to Rutgers. He is a New Jersey native, six foot five, 300 pounds. They'll find something to do with that size over in Rutgers. That's a look at everything that's gone on in the Big Ten over the weekend. And of course, we'll have more on everything that went on 
on tomorrow's show. We'll have basketball stuff to go over. College football playoff rankings are coming out tomorrow, too. It'll be another busy show here on Locked On Big Ten. Until tomorrow, I'm Nate Dickinson. Follow the show at Locked On Big Ten. That's Locked On Big One Zero at the end, not T-E-N. And I'm Nate Dickinson at Nate with Sports. Until tomorrow, this has been Locked On Big Ten.